Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down. Divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, most of our eyes continue to be on Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, where late yesterday the uh, managers, uh, the impeachment managers from the House of Representatives marched their way across uh, the United States Capitol to the Senate and presented the single article of impeachment against uh, former President Donald Trump. We'll break that down in just a minute as to where we are, what comes next, what to be watching for in the days ahead. We'll also have our eyes on the current president who uh, continues to issue a a number of executive orders, up to 33 executive orders now. Uh, And he will be making uh, several more coming up here in about uh, 53 minutes uh, as he will address uh, racial justice. Uh, and a host of orders that go along with that, and we'll break those down as we go uh, through the day today as well. Also, have some real treats for you today. Uh, Miles Hansen will join us from World Trade Center, Utah. Always appreciate having Miles on, and uh, he and HR uh, McMaster, uh, who was the former, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, National Security Advisor uh, in the White House. And uh, a great event that's going on there tomorrow uh, with Mr. McMaster and Miles Hansen and and World Trade Center Utah uh, talking about some of the strategic challenges the United States faces. Uh, That's an event tomorrow. Uh, They had a uh, an op ed in the Deseret News today and uh, really important things, really important conversations to be having in terms of the place of the United States in the world and Utah's place within uh, the rest of the world as well. So very interesting to see uh, from the National Security Advisor, H.R. Uh, McMaster, uh, from his time uh, in the White House, uh, what that looks like and uh, what that really means nationally and for us here in the state of Utah. So Miles Hansen is going to join us for a little preview of that conversation coming up here at 1120. So stay with us for that. Uh, we'll also talk about why with all of these national monuments, uh, I think some people were hoping that they would never hear Grand Staircase Escalante or Bears Ears ever again uh, after many of the battles over the last eight years. Uh, but they are not to be done and they may not be done for generations to come. Jay Evenson's going to join us at 1135 today to break that down and what two Utah senators are doing uh, to prevent that from being a football, political football issue uh, for years and decades to come. There's a, a way out of that, and uh, we'll talk about uh, that possible solution coming from uh, both uh, Senators Lee and Romney uh, today as they look to introduce some legislation uh, that would really protect uh, rural Utah in a different way. Uh, so let's go back to the uh, impeachment trial, which will begin, we know, on February the 8th. 
As we mentioned yesterday, the articles of impeachment were the article, a single article, uh, was introduced in the United States Senate. Uh, And some interesting things uh, around that. Uh, Patrick Leahy, who is the president pro tem of the United States Senate, will preside over uh, that trial. Uh, Normally, we are used to seeing uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, in this case, John Roberts, uh, sitting in the chair there in the Senate chamber to preside over an impeachment proceeding. Uh, They're relying on some uh, history uh, on uh, a, uh, I think it was Secretary of War, who was impeached, immediately resigned, uh, but they still held the trial in the Senate, and the President Pro Tem uh, oversaw that particular trial. Uh, So that will be an interesting thing uh, to watch. Also, interesting signal from the Supreme Court in terms of their uh, not wanting to to get in the middle uh, of that impeachment process and trial in the United States Senate uh, so yesterday, if you watched uh, things play out, it is very much a ceremonial process, uh, much of it uh, very procedural focused uh, in terms of the House managers marching across the Capitol. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the uh, the article of impeachment was read. Uh, James Raskin, Democrat from Maryland, uh, you've seen him in a lot of different hearings uh, over the last several years. Uh, he's always very vocal, very out front. Uh, and let's just listen for a minute to uh, him laying out the impeachment article uh, in front of the United States Senate. Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. Shortly before the joint session commenced, President Trump addressed a crowd at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C. There, he reiterated false claims that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. He also willfully made statements that in context encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Again, that's uh, Representative James Raskin, a Democrat from Maryland, reading the uh, impeachment article there on the floor of the United States Senate. Uh, as was mentioned, the uh, hearing will actually begin on February the 8th, but later today, uh, probably around uh, 1230 our time, a little over an hour from now, uh, the members of the Senate, the Senate, the senators will be sworn in uh, as the jury uh, to uh, review the evidence and ultimately vote uh, whether to acquit or to convict. Uh, so this will uh, uh, take some time again over the next little bit. It'll be really interesting to see the the strategy, the communication strategy around the approach from both the uh, the Democrats and the Republicans in the Senate in terms of uh, what they agreed to. I think both sides are hoping they can move through this rather quickly uh, so that they can move on. But there are some of those who uh, who have legitimate concerns about a number of things. We've been hearing uh, from sources that Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, he may uh, try to force a procedural vote, uh, which could happen as soon as today. My guess is he'll probably wait till tomorrow uh, or early next week uh, to really test the question of constitutionality. Uh, with President Trump having been uh, removed from office by vote and by the certification of the Electoral College, uh, is this still something that should move forward? Uh, Again, the uh, Congressional Research Service report uh, shows the precedent. As as I mentioned earlier, it's a 1876 impeachment trial of Secretary of War William Belknap. Uh, And he was uh, tried in and was acquitted, by the way, uh, after he resigned from office. So, again, also an, an interesting thing to to watch and take note of there. Uh, my guess is that most of this will move forward rather swiftly. Uh, 
uh, as they uh, both both sides want to get on to different issues, uh, issues that I think are better for the country uh, to actually start moving forward. Uh, so we'll continue to watch that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and uh, the other thing we're, we're going to continue to watch are the executive orders uh, that continue to, to mount uh, from President Biden. And uh, I want to go to uh, we go to this last one uh, here in uh, Indiana. Republican uh, Mike Braun uh, made an interesting statement in terms of the talk of unity and the use of executive orders. I think uh, that idea of Biden talking about unity, I haven't seen one unifying thing that's come out with what they've done through executive orders, policy promotion in general. Uh, again, a lot of challenges there. Uh, all of you know that I don't care which uh, party the president is from. Executive orders uh, have their place, but it should be used infrequently. Few and far between are the cases when the executive orders should be used. Again, that's not a Democrat or a Republican issue. Uh, that is a governing issue. And governing by executive order rarely leads to lasting results. Uh, and it does create more division. Uh, and so it will be interesting to see how the president does that. We know he will sign a couple more executive orders today, uh, most of them around uh, his focus on racial equality. And so that will be done uh, at about noon our time from the White House State Dining Room. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris will also uh, be in attendance at that event. And I'm going to be listening for, you know, what does this really mean and how do we actually move uh, all of these things forward in a significant way. Uh, you can do some executive orders that are that are more uh, air than substance, and we have to watch for those as well. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. As I promised, uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little instant preview with Miles Hansen, great event with World Trade Center Utah and H.R. McMaster, former National Security Advisor, coming up next on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.